Welcome to In the Isles, the movie and TV podcast that will give you the gift of chat. I'm James. I'm Dan. This week, it's the Christmas special. We're going to talk about Christmas things, traditions, viewing habits, and we've got a virtual blockbuster board game, according to WhatsApp matches that you've sent me. And we're doing Guess That Christmas Film, based on IMDb reviews. I'm guessing it's going to be a complete car crash, if I'm honest, but it might provide interesting listening. You never know. So before we uh, get stuck into it, into the festivities, James, ho, ho, how are you? I'm very, I'm very good. Thank you. Ho, ho, ho. That's what I see when I see a picture of the Kardashian sisters. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not fair. It's not fair. They, do, they work hard. They work hard. Um. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I am. Um, I'm ready for Christmas because I have very little preparation to do. Almost none. Got a little Christmas tree in a cupboard. I get out, put some fairy lights in the living room. Two presents, two Christmas cards. That's it. What you're about not, you? You're not yet to get the Christmas tree out, right? No, it's out. It's out. It's oh, out. right. Okay. Just, you know, you mentioned tradition, just out of interest. When do you deem it appropriate to put your Christmas tree up? 1st of December. Never before? Nope. Right. Okay. That's... What about you? Um, I say mid to late November. Okay. And it's only because I, I mean, I don't have to commit to this level of uh, festivities, but I like putting up Christmas lights that go all around the dining room and kitchen. It's like ridiculous length and it is a feat to put them up. So given the effort involved, I feel like it's got to be there for a substantial amount of time and three weeks is not it. So... That's we true. tend to get in the mood for Christmas a bit beforehand. So, yeah. Presents bought. You done? Dusted? Done. Did it in November. Very good. Well, this is coming out on Christmas Day, so you can reveal now. Go on. Who have you bought for and what have you bought? I'll just buy from my um, uh, niece and nephew. That's it. Right. Okay. I'll not buy um, the wife anything. Books. Yeah. Yeah, no. no. A truce. Nope. To just not gift each other. Yep. Yeah. We'll just leave that. Um, just books. Books, educational materials. Nice. I uh, lots sorry. and lots of presents then to deal with. Uh, we're just out of obligation, really, isn't it? I'm gonna get a present off my dad and my stepmom. Got to get one back in return. So, right. got to do that. Then we've got a secret Santa from a missus's side of the family, where it is literally secret, even to ourselves. We don't know who we're buying for. And it's kind of a, a bit of a Russian roulette as to what gift you get. So you, I could actually end up gifting myself my own secret Santa come Boxing Day. Um, and if I do, I will be receiving a mixture of flavoured popcorn and hot chocolate, which I won't be too upset about. I'm happy with that. It's good. Appropriate for viewing content. Yeah, it is indeed. Popcorn, Always. yeah. yeah. Is, there any, is there any content that you um, view around Christmas time? Habitually. As a tradition, a Christmas tradition, sit around the fire with some mulled wine. I thought you had that's the sentence. That's in the sentence. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't sound it. Um, yes, I think we might have touched upon this a, a year ago. No, we didn't do a Christmas episode last year, did we? Or did we? I can't remember. Anyway, a Muppets Christmas Carol. It's a must-watch mm. every single year, and we actually, and this will fall into a discussion we have later on. We went to the cinema this week, it's not tradition, and watched Violent Night. You know, the David Harbour violent uh, Christmas Violent film. Christmas film, yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen a very brief clip. Yeah, well, I'm happy to report it was bloody amazing. I loved it. It's it's just the right amount of violence and comedy. Perhaps not laugh out loud funny, but entertaining nonetheless. Uh, we both had a really good time with it. And I, this may hint that I'm emotionally unstable, but I nearly cried. It definitely okay. didn't warrant tears, but I uh, I was roped in to the sentimentality of it all. So there you go. Given that it's Christmas Day when this is released and it's far too late and you probably won't be in the mood for Christmas anymore, Violent Night is worth your time if you do take a trip to your local cinema. What about you? Do you? Oh, Father Ted is the other one. Father Ted Christmas special when they get stuck in the uh, launcher air section. Love that. That is a classic. That is a classic. Yeah. What about you? What do you watch? Snowman is a good man. The Snowman on, it's usually on Channel 4, I think. Yeah. Featuring Walking in the Air, sung by Amelia Jones's father. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up because I was, if you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex Amelia Jones. Jones. Yeah. Uh, Alec Jones, I think it's called. What What about Amelia Jones? I was is just going to say, no, she's not dead. God, it's just if anyone's forgot because she was our breakout star of last year for Coda. Um, yeah, that's who it is, the main, main character in that. And if you haven't seen that, it's not a Christmas-themed film, but sort that out over the holiday season, because you, well, you really need to. Why do you even listen to this podcast if you don't take it on our consider- recommendations? Just yeah. watch it. Watch all, all content every week. But, you know, with The Snowman, every year, not every year, but once I got older, and I didn't feel that, that Christmas feeling anymore, some of the magic of The Snowman was lost and that's when I knew it was the end I had to leave those childish days behind and the Morecambe and Wise Christmas special is usually on and we usually watch that, it's good yeah. good Christmas fun the other one that I used to watch quite a lot but I don't think I have for many years is Mr Bean Christmas specials used to love those I was going to say US audiences you might not be aware but they went pretty mainstream Rowan Atkinson did, yeah. Bean, didn't he? Yeah. So. He had, a, he had a motion. He had a major motion picture as well. I'm pretty sure. Two. One of them was terrible. The second one, but uh, the first one's quite good. Featured "Picture of You" by Boyzone as one of its songs. If, uh, <laughs> if you remember that one, <laughs> at least I think it did. My memory's failing. James, I, I was going to say, let's not get depressed. He might not be. Do you give a damn about Christmas, really, at our age? Not really. No. To be honest, I don't really. I think I no, no, I don't. Sorry, I think that's why we don't. Me and uh, me and my, my wife don't do presents. We just just appreciate each other on a on a year round daily basis. Really, the definition of a good relationship. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I I find myself getting a bit more cynical as I get older. The the gifts have slowly started dwindling. Uh, in numbers as they've gone on. I mean, I don't even get £5 off my auntie anymore. What's that about? When did that stop? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it went on till I was at least 28. And then she was yeah. like, nah, it's got to be a cut-off now. Yeah. Do you open the Christmas card and sort of shake do, do a, like shake the envelope and then look inside? There's not £5 in this. I still do it with every single Christmas or birthday card that I get um, just in front of my partner so she can... Well, yeah, you do that joke every single time. It's not funny. It never was. Get a life. But doesn't stop me doing seems it. A bit harsh. That seems a bit harsh, really. I think it's funny. And I do it every time as well. But <laughs> sort of sincerely. Um, 
I got I got work I got Christmas cards at work, but it was on my last day in the office. So I'm like, well, I can't return this now, can I? Oh, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Then you've well, you seem to be obligated to send one back, and I never am. I just can't be bothered. I just leave it me. Even even if they give it me in time, and it was two three weeks before. Sorry, you're not getting one. Yeah, yes, I've left cool. it. But you can you can buy a charity Christmas cards, a pack of ten for like a, a pound. In uh. In charity shops, if you if you're absolutely desperate, um, mm. I found a box. I found two boxes of those ten charity Christmas cards that only had like one taken out of each one. So I, I bought this pack, this pack of Christmas cards, thinking this is such a great deal. I got ten cards, lost it, and then bought another one, and now I've ended up with two. I've got like sixteen Christmas cards now. What am I going to do with that? Speaking of being cynical, did you, you know you know Martin Lewis, the popular financial advisor? Yeah, put a jumper on, put a jumper on, shut up. Did you see that um I think I think it's a weekly show, but he did a Christmas special, or he appeared on a Christmas special of someone else's program where he was giving like daily, weekly Christmas shopping advice, where he was predicting the Christmas sales that might come from various retailers and the best times to buy things. These are the best times to buy things from these places. So keep buying things. And even though no one's got any money, here's my advice for how you can buy as much as possible. And that came across as weird to me because in the in the preceding months, he's been saying there's a cost of living crisis. We don't have any money at all. There's no money. No one has anything. And he just gives good advice. He's a good guy. But then in, in this one-hour Christmas special, he was telling the public here's how you can spend as much money as you possibly can for a month. And after Christmas, there's going to be more sales and then spend more money. But in a way that was like, oh, but it's all sales. So here's how to spend money without spending too much money. Not buying things is not an option, it seems. That is very surprising because I I feel like I might have briefly mentioned this on this podcast, but he did a um, guest interview on the Parenting Hell podcast which I don't know if you're aware of, it's, it's popular. And I don't I don't listen to it, my partner does, and I happen to witness this, this one episode where he was on. And he was talking specifically about Christmas and what he does with his family. And he was giving tips on that, and it was very much the opposite of what you've just explained. Because he was like, have that conversation. Like, if, you, if you're struggling financially, speak to your sister or your sister-in-law brother-in-law whatever it might be and say listen if you're going to buy me a 10 pound gift and i'm going to buy you a 10 pound gift should we just agree to just draw a line in the sand and say well we're both spending money on pointless things that the other person might not even like so let's just not do it yeah and i thought that this is a very sensible pragmatic way of looking at christmas yes. gifting yes and now he seems to uh maybe he's got some sponsorship in there that's uh prompted him to drive people to buy but yeah, that's very much not what he was explaining in that yeah. podcast. So he did. He pointed to specific retailers in this in this show. So maybe that was the case. But he was I'm exaggerating a little bit. But he he it was about here's how to keep buying things. That was that was the the advice. Here's how you can keep buying things even though we have no money. It was very odd. Mm. Well. Uh, speaking of buying things, we, we've covered Christmas traditions and whatnot, but favourite Christmas film slash TV tie-in. So maybe it was a toy that was from a film franchise or something like that. Do you remember, I don't know, you know, like Jurassic Park van or 
Ghostbusters van. I don't know why they're all vans. Transformers <laughs> toy. Do you have a favourite one in mind from childhood? Not not a Christmas toy, just a favourite tie-in toy. No, it's got to be it's Christmas episode, James. It's got to be something that you were gifted at Christmas, but happened to be uh, film-related. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, anything Jurassic Park's related, definitely. The Jurassic Park green and red, uh, Jurassic Park tour. Bus. Van. Yeah. Bus, tour, you know you know the one. Yeah. That uh, and the grey and red Jeep. And they had, like... um. You could rem- you could take parts off them to show that they've been damaged by dinosaurs. Mm. Um, I love that. Those are my favourite things. And they, you, I had all the figures as well. And then the size of the figures was such that you could fit other f- figures from other unrelated franchises like X Men or Batman and create this like expanded universe of of toys that would all ride the same same vehicles. But yeah, I, I love those Jurassic Park vehicles. Mm. Yeah, good shape. Yeah, nice pick. What about you? I'm trying to think. I mean, a really tenuous link to the podcast that we do. Probably just a TV when I got it, because that's what I watch things on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but not. I can't recall getting anything specifically for Christmas that was team TV slash film related. I think I bought. Do you remember that Kiefer Sutherland 24 frame that I had, and it had like a signed autograph of Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, yeah. turned out it was a print. Absolute jib. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think I might have purchased that for myself around Christmas time. So, yeah. Anyway, we've chatted on enough. Uh, let's move on to a bit of a conflict of interest or two. What are you talking about, you? I very much disagree Shut up, with you. Two. You do not have good opinions. What an idiot! I've, I've never ever ever. Nothing you say makes over sense. Over the Christmas period in my life. Are you aware of this tradition? Do you do it? Is it nonsense? I've never done it. I think it's not an established thing. It's nonsense. I've never heard of it. I'm not saying that people don't go to the cinema at Christmas. People go to the cinema every day. But a specific Christmas cinema trip, I would argue, is not a specific thing. That's separate from films that are released in December. So I think it used to be that there were summer blockbusters. I don't remember. I don't remember which was the first one. It might have been Harry Potter, or maybe it was. Maybe it was later on with Star Wars: The Force Awakens. It, there's become a point where a December release of a film is is to be expected. Mm. And this year, it's Avatar. Avatar is the film that is the big film that's coming out like now around Christmas. But it's not like let's go watch this at Christmas for our Christmas cinema trip. It's just the December sort of holiday period in general. Yeah, because thinking about it now, and it might have been a thing of years gone by, but you get the odd Christmas film that comes out of the cinema, but it's not like a big event. I can't remember the last time. <laughs> All right, Violent Night, said it for the third time now. But, but apart from that, it doesn't seem to be a lot that is focused on, oh, it's Christmas, we need to rush this film out because it's Christmas related and it will bring in the big books, but I might be wrong in that, don't know. Yeah, Christmas traditions that I would say are accepted are like, works Christmas do, or... Going to church mm. back in the day when it was a majority Christian country, but it's not now, according to the census, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Going to church, Christmas uh, dinner, Boxing Day, lunch, New Year's Eve celebrations. Christ- Christmas cinema trip does not fit anywhere with that. 
Right. Well, if you tuned in because you thought there'd be opposing views, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It seems we're on the same page with that one. Yeah. Your traditions, bullshit. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen... Have you heard of backyard cinema? Uh, I, I have in terms of the phrase, but I couldn't tell you specifically what it is. Yeah, it's it's not it's not men showing each other videos of dog fights on the phones. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which I did see in Tesco today. It's right. <laughs> a dog, not someone showing a dog fight on his phone, not an actual dog fight right. in Tesco. Um, and I thought, oh, I, I'm not going to judge these two guys. You know, they seem a bit rough. But then it was, you know, it was like, look at this dog fight video. He's barking all the way through. Anyway, Backyard Cinema is shows Christmas films around the Christmas period, and you go through, you go through it into a room, and you get all welcomed in a Christmassy setting with people all dressed up in Christmas stuff and go through tunnels with all like a winter wonderland, all the Christmassy leaves and then sit down and watch the film. And it's like, Oh, Christmas decorations. And there's a film and that's it. Now I only know that because that's the brief video that's on the backyard cinema website. It's basically going to the cinema, but with extra steps and that may become a sort of thing for people that want to spend extra money. To watch Home Alone? Quite possibly. Is it outdoors? Indoors. Well, they're on a bit backyard then. By definition, it's wrong. Well, maybe it is out maybe it is outdoors. I don't know. I don't know. Well I haven't, I haven't done it and I never will. So <laughs> Oh, what an absolute bunch of scrooges we are. Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode where we've just we've just slagged off Christmas for the last half of <laughs> But the, uh, the so the second question we've established that going to the cinema is not is not a tradition. Christmas films in general, though, at home, your home viewing habits. Do you find yourself watching Christmas films? <sighs> it's it's sort of a source of tension in this house, an unspoken source of tension. So I know that my partner, she loves a good Christmas film. In fact, she would happily, and given that she's on maternity leave, it's all she's bloody doing sit there, watch film after film, Christmas film, that is. And I just really don't... It's not that I don't have the patience for it, but to do this, you have to watch a, a small selection of films repeated times throughout your lifetime. And I used to do that. There were films that I'd watch repeatedly. I fell out of that habit massively. So I don't want to watch Home Alone for the 50th time. I just don't. So it's not something that I care to do very much like i say but we will on occasion make the exception for it's a muppet's christmas carol because i really do like that film but by and large i will mostly just pick a film which is more often than not a crime or murder related film that happens to be tangentially related to christmas in that it just happens over that period um that is what i tend to do much to the dismay of my partner because i think she'd rather that i just sat down with something a bit more wholesome and traditional um, in terms of a Christmas film. But I just, yeah, I find myself not really being that bothered, to be honest. What about you? Yeah, I hate to bring the tone down even more, but I'm the same. I don't watch Christmas films. <laughs> but it seems that the viewing public do because the Netflix top 10 is made up of many, many Christmas films. Christmas Chronicles 1 with Kurt Russell, Christmas Chronicles 2, many Christmas films. And even the uh, the Lindsay Lohan Christmas film has hit the Netflix top 10. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, 
I'll ironically watch the Lindsay Lohan Christmas film. But I even I didn't even do that. Oh, you didn't even give it like you normally do your quick run through, just skip a few scenes and go straight to the end. You didn't even do that. No, I didn't do that. No. Nope. Probably didn't deserve it, to be fair. Um that was another one that Charlotte uh, watched. Uh, she watched the whole thing and I thought, oh, she's laughed a few times. So I was like, oh, was it good? She was like, no, it was absolute trash. So, <laughs> yeah, there's her review. Don't bother. Don't bother. I think we really need to consider renaming the episode the Bar Humbug Special. <laughs> yeah. But never yes. mind. Should we lift the spirit slightly with a game or two? Yes. Right. I have no idea how this is going to play out. So oh, it's an actual physical board game. Physical board game, yeah. So, welcome. Welcome to the Blockbusters virtual board game, which is going to prove very, very difficult because I have this game in my possession, James does not, and yet we both need to contribute to playing it in order for it to be mildly entertaining. So the way that I'm going to do this, because this is an audio form podcast, I will be showing James the card that he has to either... These are all films, by the way, because it's a Blockbusters board game. He has to describe the film by either quoting from it or explaining what it is using one word. And I have to very conveniently avoid seeing in the camera what I am showing him, which I can do, actually, by just not seeing myself. Let me just take that off. (laughs) Right. So we'll take it in turns and we'll say the first to five is the winner. Whoever guesses correctly to five, yeah, yeah, or if it goes really badly, first to three, yes, yes, I think that's appropriate. So, I'm going to show you the first one. Got it, got it. And are you choosing to act it out or quote it to me? Oops, I'll use one word quote it. I'll quote it, I'll say one word, yeah, that's the one. Okay, I'll quote it, see if you can get this. Where is Nemo? Is it Finding Dory? <laughs> yep. It's... <laughs> oh, it's supposed to make it's not it hard finding for me. Dory. It's not Finding Dory. It's Finding Nemo. So that's one point to me. Now you can have you can have a point. Right. Next one. Oh, I don't know a quote from this. I'm going to skip it. Sorry. Bad listening experience. I'm going to one word. One word explain it. Yep. No. <sighs> Skipping it. It was bridesmaids. No, the word. Oh, no. I'm going to act it out. I'm going to quote it. When we quote it, I don't have to use actual quotes. I can just say things that would imply yeah, what I the think film so, is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello, little girl. I'm a pig. Get me out of your spiders thing. <laughs> Babe? No. Oh. That spiders spun a thing and... She's traps in it. <laughs> this is terrible. Babe 2. I don't know any of the pig films. Charlotte's Web. Right, okay, yeah. Yes. I tried. I did try. I don't, I don't think is that another it. point for you? Because I didn't get it. No, no, no. We'll just do it. If you get it, you get a point. Yeah. All right, right next, yeah. One, next one for you. Okay. I'm so happy to be under the sea. That's not the line, but... Oh, um... It's that one with Ariel, the Little Mermaid. That's right. Yes. Zwei null. Just two nil. Few nil. Yeah. Don't know what you mean. Next one for me. 
Oh, you nasty pasty. Give me my slipper back. Cinderella? Yeah. Off off the uh, off the mark there. Two one. Yep. Is it how badly is it going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to call it quits with the next one or not. Oh sod it. People can stop listening. It's fine. We'll do it up to five. Yep. Right. Next one for you. Um one word or a quote. Just while you're thinking that, I've just realised how much admiration I've got for you getting Cinderella from Nasty Pasta giving me slipper. <laughs> oh, look at that famous English playwright over there who's developing strong feelings of affection for someone. Shakespeare in love. That's right. Nice. It now stands at 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. It's anyone's game. Anyone's game at the moment. No, that's 3-1. Three, three, is it now? How is it? No, Finding Nemo and the Little Mermaid for me. Yeah. And you've got Cinderella and Shakespeare in Love. But you just guessed Shakespeare in Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to answer my question from before, how badly is it going? Pretty bad. 3-1. <laughs> Next one. Oh, God darn. It's... That's not the voice from this film. This film was so successful and was in the snow... That they developed a TV series. Snowpiercer. Oh, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'm going to do a different one and cut that out. That wasn't fair. That was terrible. <laughs> Avan, Tutsak, your blood. Dracula. No, it's V oh. for Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was indeed Dracula, which now brings you ever closer. It is 3 2. Yep. Sorry, I've just looked at that one. Dickhead. Okay. Superhero family. Incredibles. That's right. Yes. I might might just have it. I might just have it. Unless you can get this one. Oh, this is like Argentina and uh, and France on penalties, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Why show me another one? Oh, shit, yeah, it's me. Sorry, sorry. This was your idea. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn river dance. Sorry. <laughs> Gone with the wind. Is that from Gone with the Wind? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was Casablanca. Right, I'll read another one. Oh my god. <laughs> Look. That's the oh. next one. That's the that's the next one's gone with the wind. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't write it. He couldn't write it. Oh. Aren't you uh, aren't you a bit too old to be uh, ripping off Lara Croft? Get your own gig, Harrison. <laughs> but which one? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, I, I can't ripping do that. Off Lara Croft. Yeah, it was just taking a piss. It was Red as the Lost Art, but I didn't. I didn't. That wasn't fair. Last one. How does Red of the Lost Ark rip off Lara Croft? It doesn't, does it? Um, Sad Christmas film, black and white, rabbit. I don't know what would have a rabbit in. Is it not? um, Is it a one? Imaginary rabbit. Yes, it was indeed. It was indeed. So, which means this game still isn't finished, but hopefully it will be soon. We promise it will be soon. I've just 
fucking wants it. I mean, it'll be the wrong. You're probably the wrong film, but I think you'll be you'll be within the right franchise. Moon Cheese. <laughs> moon Cheese. Yeah, Moon Cheese. That's my one-word hint. Moon Cheese. Uh, play on words. Which one trying to? It's not a play on words. It's literally Moon Cheese. Planet Edam. <laughs> no, it's not. A, it's not <laughs> one. <sighs> Uh, I don't. I'm really sorry. It might be being really thick. I don't know. Go on, put me out. Right. Answer. The the answer was Wallace and Gromit: The Curse of the Were Rabbit. Uh, but all I can remember is that there is a Wallace and Gromit film where they get cheese from the moon. I think. Right. Okay. Don't don't remember that. Yep. So yeah. Right. Almost finished then. Almost right. finished. Yeah. you doing Gavner? werewolf in london yes <laughs> oh you could steal you could steal if i get this wrong i can only apologize listeners by the way we thought this would be a good idea it may not have been tarantino just answer what come on come on just, pulp, just pull pulp your fiction heart. yes 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 that means you are a loser. Yep. Oh, did it go that badly? Do you think that'll make I don't good know. listening? I don't know. But I I did accept every film that I was given first time. You didn't, and I just I just I gave you useful hints just to keep the game going. Right, sore loser. That's all I have to say. Right. Well, we have perhaps a little quiz for each. Other. Not a quiz. A guess the film. I'm not doing well this week. James, do you want to go first? Yes. Guess that film is the second game, which is a, a, a twist, a significant twist in our usual Guess That Christmas film format, where we present a IMDb review for films to each other with the significant revealing details removed. The twist is that it's a Christmas film. I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Like to, I have two negative reviews for mine, not a positive review and a negative review, so I'm twisting it that way as well. Okay. Okay. Here's my film. Guess that film. First review. Worst animated film ever. I'm not sure what the creators of this movie consumed under its production. I don't want to know. The mix between partly exciting action, teaching, irrelevant weird scenes, empty rhetoric, and commercial for the new entertainment ride park park ride i think this movie has been created of a crew that's been smoking too much this movie was quite good until halfway through when an attempt of making the movie child friendly with some teaching about the northern lights and a pathetic song about how great christmas is on second hand the animation was good but not as great as it would be if pixar or dreamworks would have been involved greetings from the north part of the world is that enough for you? Yeah, uh, a second, uh, second review? Yeah, go on. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. A reminder that God has truly forsaken us. <laughs> if you want to punish yourself for an hour and 40 minutes, then this is the movie for you. Utter disregard for what anyone would want in a movie. Every CGI face in this movie was birthed from the deepest parts of the uncanny valley. And 
just when I think it couldn't get any worse, a distorted elf version of Steven Tyler serenades <laughs> an army of old New York elven servants. Please stay away from this movie. Daniel, guess that film. So this could be very short, so I'll try and drag it out. If, with the first review, I was thinking tie-in theme park ride, what is that? And I still don't know what that is. Then you mentioned the good animation, and I was completely thrown off because the thing in my head is renowned for having bad animation. Your second review has all but confirmed it for me, but I've never seen it, so I don't know whether the Steven Tyler elf uh, quite fits in with it. But is it the Polar Express? Correct. Yes! It's the Polar Express, directed by Robert Zemeckis, the infamous... Infamous? Infamous disaster. Was it a disaster? I don't know. I remember it was it was quite poorly received at the time. 2004, it's almost 20 years old, starring Tom Hanks playing several different characters, CG characters. Who has that been 20 years? That's as if the whole content and mood of this podcast wasn't enough to depress me. That's just pushed me over the edge. Thanks, James. Right. Sorry. I was meant to be doing this in the background, but I can't multitask. Can't even task. As you've seen. <laughs> As for your gift, James, I give you this. Bad review. Do not waste time on this stupendous nonsense of a film. In quotation marks. Shockingly bad. Mostly unfunny and ridiculous piece of nonsense. Two extremely unattractive, screechy, whiny, spoiled, middle-aged females bored with themselves and their boyfriends subsequently find romance what is worse than the women are the males that enter their lives wimpy crybaby exceedingly boring and unpleasant men who are an insult to the male species like so much that comes from filmmakers these days it's all about portraying unreality and preaching to the rest of us when in fact the truth is that people who give us movies are possibly the worst example of mankind in future, when I cr- come across such a dreadful film as this, I will not waste my time at such atrocious drivel. I've given you nothing there. As usual. What's the next one? <laughs> Let's see if I can be a bit more kind. I need a holiday from this crap. Where to begin? Me is not a romantic leading man. Whatever happened to the days when he'd act like a maniac, jumping around and setting stuff on fire? Where is the actor's name who would give you a wedgie while eating ice cream cake or the guy who climbs up flagpoles to urinate? The other actress in this is no help either as the air-breathing damsel. Where's Robert Haggis when you need him? What about the writing, eh? Can we get something with just a smidgen of originality, Nancy Myers? Told you I'd be nice. I don't know. When I went and saw this movie, I was hoping the sort of comic for the sort of comical romp reminiscent of the Crotch Chronicles. What's the Crotch Chronicles? They could have livened this clunker up with Bull the Bailiff from Night Court. What you talking about, Ivan French? What is this guy talking about? This is weird. In any event, applaud Nancy Myers for trying. She failed miserably at whatever she was trying to do. I got the hives. Kudos to Rufus Sewell, who is great in the role of Jasper. They should have cast him as Jim Varney in the Ernest biopic. <laughs> Overall, I do not recommend. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. It's dropped 
a few a few hints there. Nancy Myers, I just think really hard about her previous works and pick out a Christmas film. Two middle so it's like a double date, double date romance thing. Um You're like Nancy Myers biggest fan, aren't you? Oh All yeah. Films. It's quite sounds like it's quite a maudlin, a sentimental film. Yeah. Are you Googling not, Nancy Myers right now? No. <clears throat> you've not given you've not given many hints there. You've given one or two hints um that you might hear back when you're editing this episode. I'm gonna guess. Is it the holiday? <laughs> it is the holiday. Wow. Which uh yeah, the title of this review is I Need a Holiday from This Crap. So I think I might have I set up quite significantly. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. See you in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this was quite a rushed episode to get in. Uh, we were supposed to do some prior planning. I was. I'll throw myself under the bus. I didn't. If it's been an absolute uh, train wreck, I apologise. <laughs> Um, but that's what the Christmas period is for most people. It's an absolute yeah. train wreck where you spend time with people you don't want to be with. Yeah, but I did I did plan. I've 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 written notes based on your, your outline. That was me with planning. I know. I'm sorry. You were fine. It's me oh, who messed okay. it up. <laughs> anyway, uh let's let's just wrap things up by telling people yeah. what is in store next, which is the end of year review. We had a conversation offline, but it's worth letting the listeners know. You're struggling a bit with your end of year list, is it fair to yeah. say? Yes. Yeah, I've been trying to whittle down my list of contenders, um, but it's not going very well. How about you? I've been struggling to whittle up mm. Mm. to five. Yeah, not 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 a great year, but I have I've I've, I've managed it. I am um, interesting side point. Uh, my viewing figures have gone down. Have I already said this before? I don't remember. So yeah, last, yeah, fuck it. Leave it then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that is what is in store. We will also have, like, an alternative award ceremony, and I want to introduce a new award this year, which is You Should Be Ashamed With Yourself. Yeah? Right, okay, yeah. And uh, there was another one for biggest guilt. Oh, no, we normally do guilty pleasure, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Right. I normally say this every single episode i did not say it in the last so gonna end with the usual thank you very much for listening please 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 for the final time before our end of year review we know that you listen and you have not rated this podcast what is wrong with you just spend three seconds clicking five stars nothing below five stars it really does help this podcast and like i said there's plenty of you out there who continue to listen don't rate us not nice. It costs us money, this this podcast. God, this is the most bitter <laughs> Christmas episode ever. Anyway, uh, follow us on Instagram as well. You can uh, you can see what beautiful imagery and artwork is on display there. And you can leave us a review as well, if you wish. Just give us some feedback. Brilliant feedback, obviously. James, people are often sad in the Christmas period. Have you got any Words of advice to get them through that difficult period. It's quite a lot. It's a big ask. It's put your Martin ask. Lewis hat on. Put you put your Martin Lewis hat on. Yeah. 
yeah, just 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 follow my Martin Lewis's advice, and you'll be okay. Applies to the homeless as well. Yep. Buy buy everything. Anyway. <laughs> Right, well, we hope you've enjoyed what has been quite a, a dour um, <laughs> Christmas episode. We'll see you for the final time for this year, before the end of the year. See you again soon.